WMNF, the Nathan B. Stubblefield Foundation, is seeking applications for the board of directors. Interested candidates will have an exciting opportunity to be a part of steering WMNF into the future. You may find the application in the About section on our website, wmnf.org, or call 813-238-8001 for more information. The deadline to apply is Friday, September 23rd at 5 o'clock p.m. The science is controlling me to listen to WMNF Tampa. The opinions presented on The Healthy Steps Show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Hello out there, my exalted friends, and I want to thank you from the cockles of my heart for keeping your radio tuned to WMNF Tampa. And by golly, welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey. Today, the good doctor is going to do some heavy lifting and address the many aspects of Monsanto, from Roundup to Frankenfood and GMOs, and the many nefarious things that it does with a deft sleight of hand. You are encouraged to participate in this discussion, or if you have any related medical questions, by calling 813-239-9663 or sending an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. So, Dr. Fred, you want to talk about the many-tendrilled monster Monsanto. Seems to me like we might risk saying the sacred name of the H.P. Lovecraft demon Claw Loop and thereby waking a wrathful and uncontrollable mammon. But <laughs> what the hey, let's do it anyway. Let's pull back the curtain and take a closer look at this omnipresent personification of evil. What's the scoop on Monsanto, Doc? That was a wonderful introduction again, Bill. Thank you. Happy Monday. And happy Monday to you, too, and to all of our listeners. Yes, so I realized that I bit off way more than I could chew or actually spit out here on one show. So I'm going to stick with glyphosate because that is the worst problem in front of us and is everywhere. And Monsanto has so many other things to offer us in the future. We'll talk about them, I'm sure. But right now, I I want to stick to glyphosate. However, I do want to clear up a couple things from last week. Um, I have a couple emails left over. And I just thought I'd mention John from Tampa was 33 and diagnosed with ADHD at 28. He was highly addicted to um, amphetamines, Adderall and Vyvanse, and uh, it took over his life. He went to treatment uh, to get off of this a year and a half ago. He's not on meds. He's focusing and uh, uh, on eating better every day for brain function and energy, and he exercises regularly, and he feels amazing being off medications for over a year. And he's also got a very thriving spiritual life and personal relationships, which are absolutely critical for healing uh, mental, emotional, spiritual illness. And Another uh, a practitioner, wonderful guy, uh, uh, Alexander, he uh, mentioned that he had seen four teens, 17 years or younger, all on multiple prescriptions of these drugs, all suicidal and all having lost chi and life force, which leads to the loss of quality of life. And uh, somebody mentioned that uh, uh, I and uh, the nurse practitioner uh, who called in Nick um, sounds like we could have some initiatives together. And yes, I invite any practitioners that listen to me and want to work together to call um, call the uh, uh, the station or uh, get a hold of me otherwise, because I think it's great to collaborate. We have a lot of work to do, folks. 
And uh, finally, uh, good morning. I apologize for being so negative. This one from Linda. And um, I hate this drug pushing, surgery pushing, toxic chemical pushing system we have here. I just hope people will wake up and seek people out there that are uh, can who can and will go to the root cause. We are what we eat. What you put in your mouth matters most. The body and brain needs vitamins and minerals and all those phytonutrients. Thanks a lot. So thank you for all that. And um, so glyphosate. Glyphosate is a chemical that we've heard a lot about of. What is it? It's an herbicide. And this herbicide comes in several forms of salts and um, uh, acid, glyphosic acid. Um, it's used in a variety of different preparations and it's, it's the world's most widely used agrochemical. So this is the most sprayed product anywhere. How does glyphosate work? Well, it's complex, but um, plants have an enzyme system that creates some of their essential amino acids and uh, folic acid, the B9 vitamin. And so what it does is this blocks a step in that pathway. It blocks an enzyme that makes the structural components of these essential amino acids, the building blocks of protein, and the vitamin B9 folate. <clears throat> so it kills the plant because it can't metabolize. And it does this to other organisms as well because it interferes with some of their metabolism, uh, protozoa and bacteria. Uh, we'll talk about the microbiome in a bit. But um, what are some products that contain glyphosate? Well, I don't really want to go into listing because there's over 750 glyphosate-based herbicides. What I mean by that is glyphosate itself is not really a uh, super... Um, effective tool without being able to get it into the plant's physiology. You have to get it inside. So they've figured out that in Roundup, that branded poison, um, it's got a mix of other chemicals in there. One of them is what's called a surfactant. And surfactants are like detergents. They tend to break down uh, fats and they tend to break down fat protective layers. Well, every cell membrane in our body is a phospholipid, a fat, and detergents are designed to break that stuff apart. So these are injurious to our cell walls. So they're injurious to the linings of our uh, body because that's where it will come in contact first. So if you think about surfactants, you're looking at a way where we can actually denude the lining of the gut. We can actually open up holes there and cause leaky gut using the combination of products in Roundup because the surfactants actually cause leaky gut because detergents do that. You don't want to eat detergents. Like we know that you, you know, the, 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 tre the treatment for osteoporosis is a detergent called a bisphosphonate. Fosamax is a detergent. And it does in many people cause heartburn because it takes off the lining of your gut. It's a pretty good gut stripper. And so um, there's just so much of this being used <clears throat> that it's everywhere. And so how can I be exposed? Well, eat food. It's that simple. They've even found glyphosate in organic wine, organic California wines, because the vineyard next door doesn't care about humans, doesn't care about anything but profit, and they spray the heck out of their yard. And that stuff runs off or oversprays and floats in the atmosphere over next door to the organic vintner. And so we can't avoid this crap because the Environmental Pay-to-Play Agency, otherwise known as the EPA, um, allows this to go 
on. And so does the Financial Drug Administration because it's an approved thing to be using out here. So how else do we get it? Local spraying. Um, so if your neighbor is spraying Roundup to kill the, the weeds in his shell front yard, then you know that he's killing himself and you and all the neighbors around and all the microbiome in the yard because that's what this stuff does. So if you ever see a shell yard, be sure to avoid it because it's toxic. Unless you see, of course, that they haven't been taking care of it and it's full of weeds, then you know they, they're smart and they don't kill themselves with Roundup. Why is it important? Well, toxicity is a big issue and for some reason, the Food and Drug Administration and the EPA don't really recognize chronic toxicity very well. They deal mainly with acute toxicity, acute poisoning. And in all honesty, glyphosate in and of itself is fairly safe for poisoning. It's one of the safest herbicides out there. But when you mix it with all these other chemicals, it then becomes much more toxic. However, um, it's really... Um, um, not problematic, except in really large doses. And you can get that. There's definitely literature out there of acute um, glyphosate poisoning. And the, one of the main things that happens there is metabolic acidosis. Metabolic acidosis is a condition where the body is running uh, very acid. You know, a lot of natural people want to have alkaline physiology because it's it's better for the body. But the body tries to maintain a 7.2 pH all the time. And um, when you have severe metabolic acidosis, you end up getting organ failure. So people get kidney shutdown and liver problems and vascular problems. And so the um, chronic toxicity is really the issue because nobody's going to drink a glass of Roundup. In fact, uh, one of the funnier things I've seen on on YouTube was when uh, a, 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 a Monsanto representative showed up on an interview show and he was stating that it's most definitely a um, uh, a safe to drink that um, the interviewer pulled out a, a gallon of it, poured a glass and handed it to him said, here, have a drink. And the guy exploded and ran off the stage uh, shouting that you can't do that to someone. It's like, well, no, you had a choice whether you were going to drink it or not. We're just proving that you're a liar. <laughs> but in any event, um, chronic is the issue. We have evidence for so many problems in humans. Um, one of the worst ones is mitochondrial dysfunction. Big word, mitochondria. That's the little energy unit, the little factory of energy and also of cellular transformation. It converts all of our food into new molecules like proteins, structural proteins and things for our body. So the mitochondria is an extremely important part of our physiology and we can actually um, shut it down. And I've posted an article to the site supporting the the idea that the proof that mitochondrial dysfunction occurs this is really bad because since the mitochondria process all the other toxins we're looking at the potential for developing cancer here because if we're not getting rid of the toxins because we have mitochondrial dysfunction that's an issue and mitochondria also help us to run all of our systems so we'll feel fatigued possibly get brain fog and some of the other symptoms of the chronic toxicity that are similar to so many other toxic conditions it also disrupts the gut microbiome. We know that it will actually cause shifts in the, the microbiome of humans um, 
because it actually interferes with the metabolism of bacteria like it interferes with the metabolism of plants. And so uh, on and on, the infant gut changes, it actually, we, we see that um, maternal exposure, breastfeeding will go through to the infant's gut and change the um, microbiome. It's really amazing. I think we have a caller on the line. We absolutely do. Well, we did anyway. I don't know where Ken went, but I do think oh, well. this is an important topic that everybody should be participating in. And I'm almost tempted to say that we should almost have a quiz at the end to make sure that people are paying attention. This is so kind of <laughs> vital information. Um, but I'm going to tell folks that you are listening to the Healthy Steps radio show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And we're looking for Excuse me, you're looking forward to your participation and I want you to call 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org and you can also text us at 813-433-0885. Back to you there, Dr. Harvey. Thank you. So, um, so we talked about the infants. And then what, what we're talking about here is a, a concept called dysbiosis. Dysbiosis means when you have imbalance of the normal flora. And um, we can see that um, it will definitely cause that to happen. We have a couple of articles that show that when you are exposed regularly to glyphosate, the bacteria in your gut shift. And then we have articles that support other ideas about this. The shift um, can occur to create new problems like um, celiac disease and wheat sensitivity. It's quite possible that the um, surfactants in the Roundup cause leaky gut, which then lead to wheat sensitivity. Because when your gut leaks, molecules like wheat molecules, wheat protein molecules that normally never come in contact with your immune system until they're digested, can leak through the lining of the gut and induce a new sensitivity. And in people that have the autoimmune predisposition to celiac, they can develop a full-blown autoimmune disease because of this challenge to their systems. And that is a real issue because um, they spray wheat with glyphosate in America to um, make it harvestable faster so they can plant a second crop. And also it dries it out so it's easier to store. And so it's actually for profit. They're po it's poisoning for profit. You know, uh, the, the commoditization of suffering is a real thing in our country. That's what capitalism does when it's actually not regulated, which is what the previous administration did, deregulate the EPA, deregulate everything so that we can be poisoned for profit because job creators need profit and poison is part of their profit. This is the way it works. Remember that. Um, so we also have evidence that the changes that occur in the microbiome are actually associated with increased colon cancer. So when we see this bacterial growth pattern, we know that there's a significant increased risk of getting colon cancer. We also know that one of the patterns that is produced actually shows um, a, a, a propensity for more calorie extraction and thus developing obesity. So, you know, we have a 70% overweight adult population and a 50% obese overweight, uh, obese population adults in America. 50% of children are overweight, 35, 40% are obese. This is because we're poisoning our citizens. This is not because they're overeating. It's because they're eating food that has glyphosate and other poisons in it. And this is causing the problem. So 
David sent a, uh, an email um, and he mentions that he thinks it's important to point out how city, county and state governments use Roundup in local parks and other government controlled areas. Um, he recalls that a former WMNF volunteer, Tanya Vitovic, fought against some Pinellas area governments for the overuse of Roundup. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that Roundup has a unique smell. It almost smells like fresh rain, but that smell that has that smell on steroids. Um, why is that? David asks. Uh, actually, I don't know what the smell is about, but it's probably that unique combination of uh, petrochem in there that delivers the glyphosate into the body of the plant through its leaves. You have to actually break down the waxy leaf surface somehow, and that's what these things, I believe, are doing. <clears throat> so. I agree with your point, David, because there's a real problem uh, uh, all over the place. Um, my son has uh, worked with um, um, New College here in Sarasota, and um, um, they use something like 3,000 gallons of that nasty poison just to keep pathways clear. The students are up in arms about it because a lot of them walk around barefoot and they do not want to be exposed to this stuff. Plus, they understand about the runoff. And my son is an agriculture, an eco-agriculturist, and so he really is very annoyed that they continue to do this. They should just hire a couple more people to pull some weeds if they really want them out that badly. I think we got some interest generated. Some phone calls are coming in. Yeah, we lined them on up. I've got Gary, Adriana, Steve, and two yet to be named. Uh, let's get started with Gary. Good morning, Gary. Hi, Gary. Hey, good morning, Doc. Um, on a side note of what you just said, at New College. You know, it's right next to the bay, and it all runs off into the bay. And yes, it has, it has an effect on the grass beds, but I do know that our grass beds are dying. But that's a whole other story when it comes to raw sewage that the municipality can't seem to handle. They do dumping all the time. Yes, but all the time. I wanted to talk about um, people don't seem to realize that there's Roundup Ready plants and that they spray right on top of these plants. And the worst, in my opinion, and please correct me if I'm incorrect, but soybeans and corn, they, they drench that with Roundup, don't they? Well, actually, the soybean, correct, but from my understanding, corn not, because the soybean was genetically modified to be able to ignore the um, Roundup. So um, they, they spray uh, soy fields quite heavily. And what they found is that um, because of genetic drift, the uh, weeds have actually picked up the resistant gene from the soy. And now the weeds around the soy no longer respond as well to Roundup. And they've decided they needed to add um, Agent Orange into the mix to make that a better product. So remember that 97% of soy product in here is poisoned for profit right before you get to eat it. So very well, that, nice that crop soybean yeah but i also heard that corn was and you know you were talking about a little <clears throat> so let me tell you about let me tell you about corn though it, if you're eating it every day yeah you're, you're you're poisoning your inner stomach and your gut lining every single day well, corn's even better because they put a gene in corn from the chrysanthemum plant. So the, the, the field corn now has a chrysanthemum gene that produced perethrin. So you actually eat freaking pesticide in the corn. Right. I don't, I don't need any soybean. I don't eat corn anymore. And I, I don't eat any kind of um, processed foods. I, I've got all, rid of all of that, especially when you look at the processed food. It's always high fructose corn syrup, which still has the genetic and my abnormalities as well as the pesticide. 
Yeah, exactly. But you know, you can't eat some corn, sweet corn from the, 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 the fresh corn on the cob is hybridized. It's not GMO and they don't need to spray it because corn really doesn't need sprayed much. And so you can get fresh organic corn on the cob that's been never sprayed and it's not GMO. I, I just don't trust them. So I just, you know what? I, I took corn off the menu and it stopped bothering. Okay. So that's fine. For, hey, thanks for the show. Bye. Thanks, Gary. That was a good point Gary made. And Adriana from St. Pete, let's see what she's got for us. Hey there. Hi there. Hi. Um, so I'm super happy to turn on the radio and hear you guys talking about this issue because it's huge. And I used yes. to do conservation for DEP, Florida State Park. Yes. And I was there with good intentions to be a land steward. But what they do is they're allotting hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to these huge companies, Dow Agro and Monsanto. And when yes. I realized that, I had a problem with that because I know how GMOs are poisoning us. I know that the glyphosate disrupts the metabolic pathways. And so I had a problem with spraying, but they would, you know, to, for invasive species management, they want you to go out there and we're spraying glyphosate mixed with mazapir. And these are electrology oh. kids, so there's not even proper training. But um, right. they do this in a way to, like, get free labor, and they try and give you incentives. But um, it's really bad, and they don't tell you about it. And then when you do start learning about it, I started finding Stephanie Sanaf and her stuff. Um, mm -hmm. yes. I know we're not growing agriculture there, but there's still animals feeding off that stuff, and the soil is degrading. But I yes, it is. I'm just so glad that I feel like we need to do something, because... In all the state parks, we are spraying mazapir, glyphosate, all over. We, we put dye, and I'm not there anymore because I, I did bring this up, and they had professors from U University of Florida come and talk to me. Sort of they're they're a joke, by the way. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah, the University of Florida is well-endowed and well-owned by Monsanto Bear. Um, they have, in, the, you know, the University of Florida runs the county extension program. And the county extension uh, mouthpieces of Monsanto, uh, when questioned about the use of this poison, um, they say, well, it's safe when used as per the label instructions. And that's all they're allowed to say. Because if they deviate from that, they're going to get fired because you can't say no to your biggest buyer, your biggest briber, you can't say no to the bribers because then you're going to lose it because the job creators control the university messages now. And so um, the, the, the Florida Extension Program lies to us. Yeah, I thought so it was, it was a, an AmeriCorps program. And yeah, you, they, set, they set you up for all these trainings and they're basically brainwashing you to believe that when used as the label, which, like I said, a lot of these are college kids and very reckless, like, they're not paying attention. Um, so there's not a lot of responsibility or accountability, but they're not. Yeah, the thing is, and, but they're yeah. not going to die. They're not going to die from misusing it today. It's later, and it's going to kill the community and the microbiome. So that's the lie. That's the big lie, is that there's no problem today. You're not going to die today, but we're going to kill future generations. Like, we don't care. Like, what is the problem with capitalism? Yeah, exactly. And they would tell me that, you know, well, we're not growing any agriculture here. And when it hits the soil, it becomes inactive. Bull. Bull. They're all lies. And Thank you, Adriana. Great input. Uh, yes, we need to keep talking about this. All right. Yeah, I appreciate her comments and observations that, you know, we're exposing the kids to it at a very young age. And yep. as a college kid, I went barefoot all the time. 
Uh, yes. We got Steve from Clearwater. What have you got for us this morning, Steve? Um, a couple questions and a statement. Uh, um, when uh, when the roundup gets on weeds, and let's say a bug eats the weeds and a chicken eats the bug, does the chicken then have roundup in it? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. That's yeah, it's, it's, it's pervasive. Yeah, I, I figured, but I thought I'd ask it. Also, will vinegar and salt work okay? It kills weeds also. And yes, salt, actually wow. it will. Um, salt, salt does work, but then if you keep salting your ground, you're going to end up not being able to grow anything there anyway. So yeah. the real best thing is hands and knees weed pulling work, and it's really yeah, hard. But large areas, it becomes un. You're better off just to let it be grass instead of gardens. Well, actually, what what yeah. better would be then is to get rid of the freaking grass since it's unnatural and not normal in Florida, and then you won't have a problem with weeds. Get rid of the damn grass and plant food. Give yourself a yeah. nice tree food forest of fruit and underneath the trees plant some other plants that can give you some food or some prettiness like mimosa because they thrive. Yeah. And one other thing, you were talking about a guy drinking Roundup. Back in the early 80s, I had a lawn business and I'd go to Lesco and Lesco had a Monsanto salesperson there giving a seminar. They had a video they showed and so forth and he said this if if any of your customers ask you about roundup it's perfect it's not dangerous at all you can drink it and he got a, a thumb symbol you use i mean a thumb that you use for sewing and he poured roundup in it and he drank it well and he, he was, was a numbskull <laughs> well he was doing that everywhere because he did a couple of those a week i wonder I if he's got lymphoma yet yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> That reminded me of that when you just said that on the radio. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Steve. All right. Thank you. Hey, have a great day. Thank you. Now, Carrie has been waiting patiently, and I'm going to force her to wait a little bit longer to give out the phone number one more time since we're going to go dark after her. I'm going to tell folks you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, and we want you to participate and call 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Let's go on off to Carrie now. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning. Um, I, good segue to uh, speaking of lymphoma. My mother has lymphoma, malt lymphoma, and it's reoccurring, and she's got it very aggressive. She's 89 years old, and the treatment plan is Calquence, C-A-L-Q-U-E-N-C-E. Uh -huh. And uh, she started that um, twice, you know, once, at, once in the morning, once at night. She started it on Friday. We're trying to get a hold of her oncologist, but he had stated she should feel the effects and start feeling better almost immediately. Now, oh. that doesn't give me a time frame, but do you have any knowledge um, or experience with this drug? And um, we're, we're just anxiously hoping. They had given her like a month if she didn't do this treatment. So she's obviously very sick and not feeling great, but we're yeah. anxious. No, I've, I've never heard of the medicine. I'm wondering how much glyphosate was she using to get her lymphoma? I have no idea. Did she use glyphosate around her house? How about pesticides? Oh, oh no, not at all. No, not oh, okay. at all. No, so, it, she got it, it for another reason. And actually, it's associated with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, that's the principal one that actually has been uh, associated 41% increased risk. So, um, yeah, best wishes with mom. Um, the um, uh, Some of these uh, uh, new medicines for lymphomas just work miraculously 
over just almost immediately, like the doctor said. So best wishes. Okay. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Yeah, so I've got Jennifer on the line and somebody, well, two somebody sneaking on in through the back gate. Let's go to Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. How are you today? Great. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me. Um, I'm really enjoying your show. This is a really important topic. Um, I am, I participate in land management for my career and we have a big problem with invasive plants. Um, yes. And so as a land manager, I'm wondering if you've come across any good alternatives to manage highly invasive plants without using Humans. any chemical. Humans. Humans are Pardon a fantastic me? tool. Humans are a fantastic tool for that. We have lots of humans that are unemployed right now, and I think humans are a very, very effective tool when dealing with invasive species. Okay. Um, no, no organic products, though, other than increasing our workforce, you know, by double. No, that'd probably be on the next show, the sustainable agriculture people, uh, sustainable living. I, um, no, I don't have alternatives. I'm just saying we need to get rid of this one. And honestly, I don't care if we have an alternative because I have hands and I'll pick weeds because I'm really much more interested in getting rid of poisons <clears throat> than finding a way to clear weeds. <laughs> That's really <Okay>. my focus. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, thanks for your input. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okie dokie. I've got Jim from Tampa here. Good morning, Jim. Yes. Hello, Hello Jim. Good morning. Hi. I got a question for you and the listeners. Uh, there's a product on the market that is uh, <clears throat> it's called Clean Shower, and there's other brands with different names, but its primary purpose is to control mildew growth inside your shower by simply spraying and leaving it alone. And it even won awards a few years back. And I'm just mm -hmm. wondering if that stuff is based on the same stuff that Roundup is based on. That's my question. I have no idea. I don't know the product. Yeah. It's a daily shower spray. It's. It's. That I think that it's probably... It's probably a surfactant so that it can like peel away the the uh, the, the soap residue. But honestly, I really don't know. <clears throat> That's an yeah. interesting question. Okay, well, maybe somebody listening might know. Who knows? Yes. All right. Thank you. Have a lovely day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Okie dokie. And I've got um, Paul from Safety Harbor. And if anybody out there does know the answer, please give us a call. Exactly. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. I think Hi. I just missed what I was going to talk to you about, but uh, my little recipe, well, not mine, but my recipe for fake Roundup is a gallon of vinegar, a tablespoon of Blue Dawn, and a cup of salt. It'll kill anything, and I don't overuse it. Yes, yeah, so you've actually created a salt and surfactant solution. And plants don't like surfactants because it ruins their integrity of their roots. So, yeah, that, that would be a highly effective way of going about it. Because I did my whole front yard. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I killed it to replace it. And uh, it, just, it just wiped it out. So you replaced yeah. it with more grass? Uh, well, it's teeny-weeny. Darn. Yes, I did. Get some fruit trees in there. Oh, I got, fruit. <laughs> I got a 22-acre farm. I got fruit trees on oh, the booty. Fantastic. That's excellent. 
Yeah. Now, have you ever heard of the Three Sisters? Um, corn, bean, and uh, squash, yes. Squash, yes. It works fantastic. It's amazing. I love it. Um, the Native Americans knew how to grow the food we needed because you know what? We can survive solely on the Three Sisters. Oh, yeah. Throw a little, throw a little meat in once in a while and, or fish, and you've got it covered. Well, it's, it's a matter of timing. I put, I yeah. put in three, three stalks of sweet corn or dry corn, but mainly sweet corn, and then, yeah. uh, then the beans, and then it, the beans will start to grow up the corn stalk, but they don't right. hurt the corn stalk, and then the squash hovers the ground and smothers the weeds. And it keeps in the moisture. It's a great combination. They were freaking yeah. brilliant because they, they had to learn to grow this. The Hopis are the people, I think, that were one of the big pioneers of it. And they grew it out in the Southwest. So they thrived. Yeah, a great, a great, great, great book on stuff like that is called uh, Braiding Sweetgrass. Oh, it is beautiful. I love that book. Braiding it's, Sweetgrass. It is, a, it is a great book. I would recommend it for everybody to read. It is so heart-centered. It tells us how we can live in peace. And it's also light. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love her. She's great. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for the call. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes, and I've got uh, Nikki from Largo here. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning. Uh, Hi. I have, a couple, I have a couple of comments about using a Roundup herbicide. Um, when I was a college student at Texas A&M University, uh, Monsanto told our weed control professor that it was okay to drink Roundup. Well, um, the students were a little bit sharper than that, so none of us did it. Um, and this idiot that said he was drinking Roundup, uh, the, uh, the rep from Monsanto, was probably drinking something that looked like Roundup, but it wasn't, or he didn't. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so um, it's a lie. Um, we knew in the 80s it was a big lie. We just laughed at it. Um, yes. But I've, I've sprayed in my job jobs. I've sprayed gallon after gallon after gallon of Roundup. Um, <clears throat> I had a pesticide applicator's license. I always wore gloves when I mixed up and sprayed that junk. Yes. And I, I never spray it in the wind or before rain because um, it's going to wash away and damage something else, and it's not going to work anyway on your target. Right. I don't, I don't recommend people using it, homeowners that don't have a pesticide applicator's license. I recommend that if you have to have chemical weed control done, hire a certified pesticide applicator. I would make a suggestion here that no one ever needs to have professional weed control or any weed control done with poison, period. It's, it's not an appropriate use of chemicals at all, well, anywhere in our environment. I'm glad you're preaching it because I, my yard is 100% weeds, and it includes the St. Augustine grasses there. I hate that stuff, but I just yes. grow and, and I keep mowing it, and I use the hands and knees, knees of weed control method too, except for torpedo grass. If you have that stuff and you don't want it, you're not going to get rid of it by pulling it. So oh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. We got rid of all the torpedo grass in my yard on hands and knees. It was a multi-day uh, task, but we did it. We dug those darn uh, root um, um, uh, nodes out. All those rhizomes are gone. 
Well, you did a good job then. I have never it's a been pain. <laughs> it is totally a pain. And I did pay people to come and help. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Well, college kids, college kids want extra cash, so find some college kids and have them come and weed your yard. Yeah, that's that's what we did on my golf course, but we were never successful getting rid of it until we rebuilt the golf greens. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard. It is so invasive. Yeah. Now there is a chemical that will get rid of it. It's made for rice. Paper. Don't even don't even mention it. Don't even mention it. Uh, <laughs> no chemicals. But I'm not going to tell you the name because no. You can't buy it anyway. Good. You got to get on your hands and knees for torpedo grass. That is the answer and it works. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, get those college students out there. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. Um, Have a great week, man. <clears throat> you too, doctor. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, we've got Annie Ellis next, and she's also the host of the Sustainable Living Show, so she may have some great answers and a couple of tricky questions. Good morning, Annie. Hey, y'all. Hey, Annie. Uh, hey. Wow, I'm so glad you brought this up. I was uh, busy with other things, so I didn't hear the first part, but I was hearing about Roundup, and good for you to, you know, encourage people to never even think about an alternative, not yeah. Roundup, but in the other chemical. And I, I wanted to address a couple things because this What's is that? what I do. And so uh, you are so right about getting all the weeds out. You can do it by hand. And all you have to do is you, you trace the rhizome, uh, the root structure of anything. You don't pull weeds. You dig right. weeds out. Right. And if you pull weeds, you just uh, aggravate them and they make more, uh, more plants. <laughs> they try harder. They do. <laughs> yeah, they do. You pick a plant, it spreads any plant, and it'll uh, branch out two, three, maybe even four pieces. So that's what yep. you do. You just encourage the growth. So the other thing is, is that somebody called in about the salt, um, uh, vinegar, uh, soap uh, technique. Again, that's a poison. It's not as uh, it's not toxic, but it's right. it, what it does is it spoils the soil. Yes. So if you if you put that on your soil, you are spoiling the soil. Now, one of the most important things about soil is the microbia. Is yes. the living uh, elements under uh, or in the soil and under the soil, all related to all the roots throughout everything. And, and so the surfactant that that dawn kills the microrhizome, right, Annie? Exactly. All that does the salt, everything. So you want to encourage uh, uh, soil growth. Uh, you know the the good things. You want to encourage the good things and discourage the bad things. Right. Like in everything. Right. And so yep. you want to bring your uh, plants up to be healthier, to be able to maintain that they won't succumb to pest and weed uh, infiltration. So that's what I say. And, and if you do want to use uh, uh, vinegar, you don't use it on uh, your plants. You use it in hardscape. And you don't use the household vinegar. You get the uh, commercial variety, which is, I think, like 20%. It's pretty Yes, high. it is. That's and right. So you—that's all you would use, and you would use that on hardscape only. So if you have weeds coming up in your pavers or something like that, that's what you would use that on. And it's better to do thing. that than salting between your pavers, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, salt is not a good idea because it's <clears throat> going to run off and wash into every area. And right. what happens is, is anything that you do that's going to be detrimental to one thing, it's going to stress out the other thing that's close to it. So mm -hmm. you want to consider that. 
that when you're doing something that's going to hurt something and something's right next to it, you're going to hurt that too. It might not show up right away, like spraying Roundup under oak trees. I uh, used to work at a uh, as a head ground person at a uh, big, big facility. Uh, I, yes. I don't do commercial work, but I was a volunteer position. And um, they, the, the people that were paid to do the grounds were spraying Roundup on the water sprouts under all the big oh, no. trees there. And they believed, truly believed, that it didn't hurt the tree. And they said that they would give me information to prove it. And I said, well, it would be done by Monsanto. I mean, you have to check their sources, right? <laughs> yes. You know, so... so <clears throat> and that's, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting... It statement about that because that's really what's been happening with the yeah. uh the the controversy over roundup and and monsanto well, has been right. very effective at burying some of the problems um right. it's it's right. crazy so um well, everything is like that you can get false yeah. information on anywhere you can find it <clears throat> anywhere if you want it to back up yes. what you want to say you know, right, we know that. but you it's but it's terrible though when the environmental pay to play agency actually decides that this stuff is safe and they right. say it's safe based on uh, tainted research. The EPA exactly. review that they published in 2019, I think, had two panelists uh, yeah. who were reviewing the articles that were talking about it, and a major editor who yeah. who actually helped edit the final version. Monsanto employee and the other two had ties to employee and the EPA disclosed that nobody was associated with Monsanto. So the EPA lied to us in the pay to play uh, state that it's in. And wow. so yeah. they ignored the World Health Organization's international agency. Uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's about cancer. And um, um, they showed that there's um, 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 a 41% uh, increase in the risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And they think it's probably carcinogenic and um they uh uh the people are arguing against this um right. because they say that they didn't identify how many people are actually exposed that doesn't really matter because right. the cdc already told us that 80 percent of americans have it in their urine so everybody's exposed exactly exactly <clears throat> well and that's you know that's so much in so many levels of uh experts are really not experts, and then you wonder if they had their packets, their pockets padded too. Well, I, yeah, somebody just sent me a wonderful thing about um, climate denial, and I and I they yeah. they obviously don't tell you who their affiliations were. I went down through the list, and just by grabbing eight names, I found they all had ties to oil, gas, and coal. Liars, exactly. everyone. Exactly, but most people don't do that type of deep looking. Right, they, right. They read the surface, and they're very convinced. And then what happens even worse to me is then they tell their neighbor and their friends. So then they pass on that greenwashing language. Yes, exactly. That's exactly the way propaganda spreads. It's like that uh, thing when you start with the rumor in the beginning of the, the, the classroom and pass it around, whisper it in each other's ear. What comes out the other end is crazy. That is so, so hey, funny. I have Annie, that to other people too. That's so great. Yeah. Can you tell us, can you tell us all, can you tell the listeners where we can get that commercial strength vinegar? Uh, you know, I have it. So I don't, I've had it for so long. I really don't yeah. know. Uh, I would just say Google it, you know, and yeah, probably look, it. But look for it in a store so you don't encourage uh, everything to be sent to you via Amazon. Um, totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah, look buy local if you can. Yeah, you want to support our uh, small businesses for sure. Yes. So, 
Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm just thrilled that you have this on your air. It's just perfect. And thank you for doing what you do, too. I love your show. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you, Annie. Hey, I wanted to mention something else that's really important. We didn't even get to animals. Bees are the biggest thing. Bees are being devastated by this stuff because it alters their mitochondria and it makes it such that there's proof now in literature that the bees can't maintain the hive temperature. And um, it's been reported by beekeepers that they're losing more hives during winter. And so we're seeing glyphosate cause bee loss. We can't do this because we're going to die without food. We need food and we need the bees for food. It affects their brain function. It affects their behavior. And in nematodes, little worms that eat up the roots of your carrots, um, it causes seizures in them. So we need to stop this. And um, Monsanto has been fighting it really hard. But um, the Supreme Court happily, and uh, one of our listeners sent in an email to remind me of this, but I had it up already, um, the Supreme Court refused, refused to hear two of three suits that were decided against Bear Monsanto. They said, no, you guys are wrong. And they didn't listen to the suits. And the EPA was just ordered by another judge to re-examine glyphosate in June of this year. So the EPA has got to go back to work. The, the Trump EPA screwed us. Now it's time to get back to work. All right. Well, with that in mind, let's go back to work. Let's get Doug from Clearwater on the line. Good morning, Doug. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, Good morning. I'm going to try to keep my language quiet, but Monsanto and Trump, uh, you can figure out what I think about them. <laughs> uh, I won't say it, but um, I have lived here for uh, about 11 years, and I will admit I have bought three gallons of some kind of product put on your yard. Uh, but I busted my back uh, because I had these little purple flowers that were growing, and they had such deep roots. I mean, it killed me to pull them out. You're talking about mimosa, little purple puffballs? Yes. Yeah, those are beautiful things. They're wonderful for the yard. You never want to pull those out. <laughs> I don't know. Let them take over the grass. You don't have to water them as much. No pesticides either. I don't water. I don't water anything. Well, that's why the mimosa were trying to take over. <laughs> Anyhow, um, when they started to come back, uh, I used to use the blue dawn, the salt, and the uh, vinegar thing, and I suppose that's what was under my counter. Uh, but um, I just got tired of it, and I—I I don't know why. I bought three gallons. I've used two of them. Get one of them. Now it's time to take the last one to the um, environmental um, uh, dump. When you uh, uh, when the county offers its uh, bring your poisons day, take your poisons. Yeah, I don't. I don't put any. Uh, I don't put any poisons on my yard. Good, good. Yeah, so just take that jug of leftover poison and get rid of it. Let the county uh, dispose of it appropriately. And I don't water, but I have rabbits, squirrels, and birds that flock to my yard. So what I wanted to ask you, though, 
and maybe this is the wrong topic. I know you talked about it last week. Oh, let's stay on. Let's stay on topic with glyphosate. Do you have any more to say about glyphosate or Roundup? No. All right. You have a great week, and give me a call back about the next topic. Okay. Thank you, Doug. Yeah, we're getting on down to the last seven or eight minutes of the show, and we've got well three or four callers here. Let's go to John. Good morning, John. Hello, this is John. Hello, John. I live in Dunedin, and I have my yard completely zero-scaped. Um, Yay. I've battled with three code inspectors for the last 10 years. Uh, they're all been, uh, uh, been fired. <laughs> Good. Uh, and I'm buying several more properties in my neighborhood. And we, I'm zero-scape. Uh, I'm in the process of buying two gift shops with yard ornaments. And uh, I've, I've people either love my yard or they hate it, but I think more people love it. I have bees. I started a bee garden. Uh, Wonderful. For, for native bees, not the honeybees, although they can eat too. Uh, mm -hmm. I go down the Pinellas Trail. I pick uh, uh, berries and stuff off the uh, off the trail and throw them in my uh, palm uh, palm tree garden. I've got all kinds of beautiful vines and flowers. You've got there. a you've got a permaculture uh, garden there. Oh, I love it. It's, uh, I have nutrient poor soil, so uh, I take coffee grounds and spread them around, and uh, I have a compost pile. Um, and I use actually use urine to to kill plants. That I weeds that I don't want around my uh, and I uh, use the salt water <laughs> vinegar stuff, but uh, I, I I think my yard's great. <laughs> As you heard, we should probably avoid the salt and stick with the industrial I, vinegar. Um, I, I use industrial strength vinegar, which you can get at Publix, by the way. Oh, good. Okay, thanks on and, that. Uh, and and any hardware store, but Publix is just up the street. And so yes, I don't drive a car currently. I use a Publix uh, cart to haul my groceries home. <laughs> that's easy and they sold nice yard ornaments too <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just I think my yard is great I have a uh, I'm only two foot above sea level I have a canoe in my backyard because uh, it's been flooding recently I, I, you may have heard <laughs> just a bit not as bad not as bad as Pakistan with a third of the country underwater that's true that's true, true. I have a, and I have a motorized kayak at a friend's house on a canal close by in case I do believe in well, you get out there and enjoy that, and let me move on to the next caller because we got three more. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you, John. Bye, 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 John. Yeah, indeed, we've got um, Rick, Sarah, and Carol. So let's go to Rick. Good morning, Rick. Hello, doctor. Hi there. Hey, I'm calling up uh, to follow up with that guy that talked. To, uh, wanted to know about the clean shower. It's the yes. scrub free clean shower. I've been using it for years. Um, I can. Rattle off the ingredients for you and see what you think. Um, you could, but um, <laughs> um, let's move on to something else. Okay. All right. Thanks, doctor. I'll, I'll, thank yeah, you. Go on to the next caller. Okay. Well, thank you. It would have been a little overkill to get all the ingredients, but at least we've got the name of the product, the Scrub Clean Free. Um, let's go yeah, to... So if, it has, if it has anything that looks like a detergent on there, it's probably a surfactant. And it, you know, it's, it's doing its job, but it, it's not really harming you specifically, and it'll likely be degraded by the time it gets to the water treatment plant. Good. Well, we got about four more minutes, so let's go to Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Hi. Um, are, am I on? Can you hear me? You are. Hello. I was wondering if um, we could talk about the symptoms of the toxicity. I have been experiencing... Um, once a month, which might be when somebody around me sprays, I get chills, achy. I get this really 
my whole abdomen um, gets inflamed, and I have this, it feels like lactic acidosis, where my muscles are burning. Interesting. Yeah, and that could that, be a variety of things. It, it, could, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's Roundup. That could be an organophosphate uh, pesticide or an organochlorine. Um, and so, yes, it could be that somebody is spraying near you and the off-gassing from that does affect people. Florida has a pesticide use registry where people who are sensitive to pesticides can actually register and then they have to be notified when those people are coming by. You might want to look into that. Okay. Um, but um, uh, you might yeah. want to also take some N-acetylcysteine, which is a liver support. It's an yeah. amino acid. It helps okay. you detox. And you might want to find um, some milk thistle too, because that helps your body get rid of some of this stuff. And coenzyme Q10 helps the body do it too. So all three of those okay. supplements can help you move things through your body that you don't need there. It, it happened. I figured it out once before where every weekend I was sick. And it yeah. turned out that with the compound that I was working on, they were spraying uh, some kind of pesticide every Thursday night. Oh, Lord. And How horrible. I was the only person who worked late on Thursdays. And by the weekend, I had a fever, fatigue. And, uh, oh, yeah. I think so you I, have pesticide exposure. To that. But, but the fa it was so long ago, I forgot until I heard your show. And um, so I thought it was, since it was monthly, I thought it was always in my luteal phase. So no, I interesting. I figure out if it was hormonal. Right, right, right. Well, now, thank you so I'm much. We're, do we're down to the end here. So have a okay, wonderful thank week. Thank you very much. You too. Bye. Yeah, well there, Doc. It's been a great show, and I look forward to probably doing a version of this next week. But what do you have for us uh, coming on up? Well, I think we can continue the toxic conversation. Let's talk about water, water bottles, how we get water, um, how we can make sure we keep getting good water um, and stay healthy that way. There was one email I wanted to mention, goats as weed control. Yes, they're great at eating weeds. However, it is goats that cause the desertification of the Sahara and the Gobi Desert. And um, uh, we need to not use goats that way because we found if we take goats out, we actually can re-green our environment. Okie doke, Doc. Thanks for that information, and I look forward to th doing this again next week, and I thank all of our listeners for their attention and for the people who called on in. Special shout-out for Clark. She's back in there. So thank you, Clark. Thanks, Clark. You all take care. You've been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming right on up is five minutes of NPR News and then the Sustainable Living Show, hosted by the award-winning team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. Today, they welcome to the show Dr. George Philippides. He's the Director of Sustainable Energy Concentration at the University of South Florida. Till next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for your support and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and